Welcome, everyone, to the CavsCorner.com podcast, CavsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin Estates in the west end of Richmond, where it is uh, Tuesday evening, January the 5th. Uh, I guess we'd be remiss if we didn't jump into what was obviously a, uh, a very, very tough outcome for the Cavaliers on the hardwood last night uh, in Blacksburg. Uh, at a very dark <laughs> and tank Castle Coliseum, um, we're going to talk about what happened. Uh, whether you know folks should be freaking out, or I guess maybe the level to which folks should be freaking out. Uh, so we're going to get into that tonight. We're going to do a, a a hoops only podcast, or we're really honestly going to discuss that thing. Um, so if you watch that game and you're that disgusted, and you just don't even talk about it anymore, I'm sorry. This is not the podcast for you. Uh, before we get into that, let me go around and introduce everybody uh, out in Waynesboro. Uh, David Spence, welcome back to the podcast, sir. Hey, I'm glad to be here and to save you the two-minute explanation of where I am. But anyway, David Spence, who days on the board and at who days on Twitter. Wait, are you not really in Waynesboro? No, like last week when I wasn't here, you, whenever I miss one, you give like this long That's diatribe. True. That's true. Well, That's David's true. doing this. Well, this, David's this. doing this, and then we talk about it, and then we try to make fun of you for not being here. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what we do. We we. But then again, I honestly didn't think you listened when you weren't on the show. I figured, you know, you just like well, <laughs> I gotta that show, make sure you're not talking crap about that, me. that show. Didn't Glad include I me. I don't care. You know, <laughs> um, well, good to know you still uh, supporting the show even when you're yeah. not here. Uh, Justin Ferber up in Northern Virginia is also on the podcast as always. Ferber, welcome back, sir. Yeah, I'm here too. <laughs> um, just in case anybody was wondering, uh, at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. And Cavs Corner is also on Twitter, at Cavs underscore Corner. Great place for our in-game updates, content items, and the occasional witty banter. Also, before we get into some things that matter, did you guys see that apparently like Twitter's looking at doing like 10,000 character tweets? Did you guys see this? Yes. Can you imagine the... The the just I mean because I think we all have people on Twitter. If you have, I mean, for those of you out there who don't have Twitter, maybe you don't understand. But we all have people on Twitter that like you, you just you either follow or or you or you see on a regular basis that just drive you kind of nuts. And like, there's this one dude who who is a huge Maryland fan, and he always he follows me. Why I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> they're not even in the same conference anymore. Like what? Okay, he follows me, and occasionally. During games or whatever, if I say a score, he'll ask me what cha- what what game what channel the TV what, what channel the game's on, right? Um, or or when I tr- when I when we when I tweet out previews and stuff, he'll say, "So what channel is the game on?" And I'm like, I want to be like, "Well, read the damn preview." So this one time, I think I did, and he was all like, "Well, you got to pay for it." I'm like, "Well, yeah, dude. Like, I don't work for you for free. I mean, this is not how you, you know, also don't have to pay for Google." Right, exactly. That's another thing is like the people who can very easily Google something that ask you directly. Anyway, um, Brad's Brad's just salty right now. But think about ten thousand characters for dudes like that to ask me what channel the game's on. Yeah, I'm a little salty. I'll be honest. I mean, one, it was late. It was a late game. You know, like really in Blacksburg, and it's uh, and and then the people. I mean, I woke up this morning and like, oh my god, it was like Armageddon on the board. Um, and I guess I understand it. You know, you, this is a program that you definitely don't want to lose to in anything. In football, you lost to them so much, so many times. And basketball, you had a nice run, and then you lose to them again. And I get it. Like, but man, like the folks just 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 fired up and taking each other out. Just that guy, that part bugged me. But anyway, on the on the actual game last night, I guess my reaction to it was good. You know what? Good, because if 
if there's anything that I think prepares a team later in the season, it's a reality check every now and then. And I wrote a column this week that basically centered on how good can this team be. And I think what's interesting to me, at least, is that several days later, they basically came out and said, well, we'll show you how bad we can be. Um, what I don't know, maybe you guys don't agree with my, my good uh, um, reaction there, but I mean, I guess let's let's start there. How bad? How bad was it, Spence? Like, on, like on a scale it's, of like eh, to oh my god, this is horrible. I can't even watch anymore. I mean, the only reason is is not eh is because of who it was. I mean, if it was Wake Forest or going you know going to the Joel and losing, we'd be like, well, it just Joel. happens every now and then. It's just the fact it was Tech. That's what makes it right. What it is. Um, we don't expect Tech to be a very good team. You know it. You know, one loss doesn't matter. It just it depends on what happens afterwards. I mean, I think we haven't had back-to-back losses since before the Tennessee game. Um, so, you know, it's it's all about how you respond to it. I think I mean, literally the only reason it bothered me last night, we, we've been get up, getting out to slow starts, and I think you're right. It kind of – it'll show them you, you can't always come back from it. But like I said, the only reason I was disgusted at the end is because I knew I was, what I was going to have to deal with today. All right, Ferber, what about you? Level of – from eh, to, oh, my God, I had to turn it off. Uh, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with what Dave said. If it wasn't tech, I think we everybody would just be like, well, you know, it happens. You lose games on the road to, to teams that probably have less talent. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think tech's as bad as they've been. So, I mean, is it, is it a, a good loss? No. Uh, is it a horrible loss? I wouldn't go that far. Um also, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll get into this. I'm not sure it's as indicative of of a bigger problem as other losses. So, like, if they lost to, well, let's say Georgia Tech on the road on Saturday, I guess I'd be more worried about that than this game because this game is like it's a rivalry game. UVA has traditionally played like crap down there. It's not new. Um, Tech is going to play like it's the Super Bowl as they should. I mean, no reason not to. Uh, so I, I think I'd be more worried if they lost another random game than this one. This one, it's like you can kind of, it's like, well, it's not that shocking if you've watched the last few years of UVA Tech in Blacksburg specifically. Yeah, I think that for me, it it, it only got to the point of uh, beyond uh, maybe like a five, six, somewhere in that ballpark, mainly not only because of who you're playing, but also to like the the why. You know, if a team comes out and hits 13 threes or something, you know what? Hey, look, crazy stuff happens, right? But like Virginia got beat because they didn't have they they didn't have it anywhere. Like, okay, outside of London Perantis and him his his Craig Hodges impression. Oh my God, I had a dude on Twitter last night. I said something about you know doing his best Craig Hodges routine, and he asked me. I think he was serious. Who Craig Hodges was? If <laughs> if you if you watch if you like basketball and you don't know who Craig Hodges was, then you need to go somewhere because that's just sad. Um, I was going to be a whole lot harsher when I started that and decided to back off. Anyway, so like, Perantis goes nuts and they still could never pull away. And you're thinking, okay, that's not, that's probably not good, right? Because that, that in and of itself was a pretty clear sign that this was not going to be one of those games where Virginia looks like crap in the first half. Or does maybe I shouldn't say that. They, they don't look good in the first half, go into halftime with a deficit and then, you know, kind of put the, the foot down later. Like, this was not going to be that night, right? I, here's the problem. They got beat inside mainly because they just couldn't they couldn't they couldn't stop anybody. Uh, they got beat uh, 
in a lot of ways they beat themselves because I don't. It's like they get into this thing where like if there are a couple whistles, they early they get timid and they get they get skittish and like they the passing isn't as as crisp. Like they're not. It's I don't want to say they're not playing hard because I, I still think they they're. they're that that's something you can't necessarily measure from the outside. You don't know how, how hard a kid is playing. What you do know is that they were not precise and they were not in the place where they need to be to be able to play this game the way that they know how to play it and the way that they've shown they can play it. For, for, for Virginia Tech to score as many points in the paint as they did last night, I mean, that's just something that does not happen to this team. And you know what? I, the reason I said good earlier is because, you know what, they needed to understand that this is what can happen. Like, if they were playing a team that, that shot the ball every seven seconds or something, like that style of play is, is just not going to hold, right? Eventually, unless you're just knocking down everything you throw up there, eventually it's, it's going to catch up with you. But see, what's interesting about Tech is, is that even though they don't have as good of players, and they're certainly not as good a team, what they do have is a style of play that when they execute it and when you make mistakes to, to, to allow it to happen, it can really give you a lot of issues. They are smaller and they and they make it so that they jump passing lanes and they essentially force you to be be to, they force you to execute. If you have a big in the game and he can't score because the team is fronting him or or in this case last night doubling the post, if you can't make them pay for that, then you're going to be in a world of hurt, especially if you're going to play defense as poorly as Virginia played defense last night. You know, and we can get into referees and that and the no call on the on the last second shot by Perantis, I mean, we can get into that in a second. But the reality is, is that game was lost when Virginia wasn't able to meet Tech's energy, wasn't able to execute offensively, and then wasn't able to get stops, most importantly. And I think when you look at the big picture, when you look down the road, how many teams are going to be like Tech? Not many, right? I mean, how many teams are going to be like, uh, you know, like Belmont? Not many. You know, you have – it's a specific system – that can give Virginia problems, just like Maryland did for those years, right? Longer guys on the wing who can shoot, a big who can pass, smaller guards who can dribble drive. Not all teams are made up that way, but what happened last night, it's on film. And I think that teams, you're going to see teams start to do a lot to, to Anthony Gill, what Tech did last night. You know, you can play him with a smaller guy if you front him, and if you basically dare Virginia to try to get the ball inside to him. The problem with fronting him is, is that you can't screen as well, I don't think. And the curls and stuff, they don't work as well. Um, and I think you've got to – Virginia has to figure out a way to make teams pay either – because I didn't think the Gill did enough when he got doubled. you got to be able to make them pay for that. They, I don't think there was enough going to the basket. I don't think they did a good enough job to counter that action knowing it was coming. Um, and I think that's got to be something that gets kind of put into the game plan. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, offensively, even though there were struggles, I mean – it was just, I don't want to say laziness. It was just, at the beginning of the game, it seems like we, we wanted to win and make it look easy. We weren't putting in, you know, just weren't setting the screens hard. They were, they were trying to make, you know, the cute pass versus the effective pass. Um, and, you know, they got scrambled a little bit first half, and then they came out in the second half, and, you know, London kind of hit a lot of those deficiencies with that sick little run. Um but you there's from the offensive side, yeah, I don't know. I mean, sixty-eight points on the road for Virginia, given the what they have like twenty, like 
in the amount of turnovers we had, I think it was I read somewhere it's like twenty five percent of possessions yeah, and, and turnovers. Yeah, and see that to me that's the thing is it because the the number of points you scored is somewhat misleading in the sense that like oh we only lost by two. Well, that's because they gave up like thirty points in the paint or something, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. have the exact stats in front of me. Twenty six points off turnovers. I mean that. Was, yeah, that's that in of itself. Think about that. Not only is that points that that, that Tech scored, but that's you know empty possessions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and what? Yeah, I think what we saw last night is something we saw a little bit in George Washington, and we've seen it at points in other games. It's without the rim protector. Um, you know, Wilkins has gotten better blocking some shots. We picked up some, but last night, they were, you know, they were able to keep Wilkins out of the paint. So when they drove, they had he couldn't couldn't get down and and clean up the mistake. So. You know, unlike last year when you've got Atkins and, and Anderson who could roll down and catch up to the guy, when your defense is – I don't want to say we were bad on defense last night. It just seemed like we were a step slow when we were a little – communication wasn't good. It's okay. Good. I'll, I'll say it. They were bad. That's yeah. okay. I mean, I'm talking on the on the perimeter especially. No, I'll I say that too. We they, were were, getting, they were rough. Yeah. I mean, it, we were a little slow. And once you got – once they got past us because of where they're spreading, spreading out without having that, that rim protector, you know, it was easier pickings for us – for them. Um, I mean, like I said, I I don't want to read too much into what happened last night other than, you know, it was a bad effort. It was kind of a little bit of what we've seen glimpses of in for some other first halves recently. It's just, it carried over to the second half. I almost feel like, I want to say we were up by five maybe, and Nolte had that wide open three. I think we're up five when he took that shot. Um and missed it. It felt like that. And then I think Lede came down and hit that his first three right after that. And that's when I kind of felt like, okay, well, this, this is going to be a fight. And I gotta hold um, on. I gotta look up how many three pointers that kid had coming in. I don't know because <laughs> I want to that that form on his shot. Like, it is horrible. I, what is that? And I'm not look. I, look, I'm not Some playing Bill college ball, so I get it. Like, okay, you <laughs> I mean, he also thing. was making them. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. Is like you're just like I mean. Well, that was a sign of how bad our defense was. He was able to get that shot off without pressure. Well, I think that's what it was. They were just like, all right, we're not too worried about it. Oh, he just made his third one in a yeah. row. Like, maybe we should put Nolte yeah. on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I – mean, that, that felt like a big moment in the game. And, I mean, the one thing – I don't want to – Yeah, I think I gave up – who were we down – was it 10-to-1 run we made at the end there? I mean, that was pretty impressive that – you know, given how bad they played, they kind of sucked it up and made it a game at the end, and that's what you expect from a team with with the you know with the seniors and and leadership we have. But you know, it hopefully it's a wake up call. It, good Lord knows it ruined my night. All right, time out. All right, hold on. Tell me what what are these games through? All right, so Tech is currently are they ten and five? Or are they eleven and five now? Because if I'm reading 10 this, ten and five and two and zero. Oh. Okay, if I'm reading this, Lede has made five three pointers all season long. He made four of them last night. No, he only made two last night. Nah. Yeah, he only had two. He had more than that. That's this is this is this is great radio. Um, <laughs> okay, but regardless, he has five total three pointers on the season. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he made he made three last night. Okay. Okay. So this is a kid who has made five three pointers all season long. Went three for four last night. And scores twenty two points in thirty seven minutes because of that. Right. 
Now, granted, he 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 made he made five other shots from the floor, but like that's that's the kind of stuff though that happens. Um, you can't give up, you know, that many points in the paint, and then also, you know what I'm saying? Like th- there are there are there are limits to to the pack line. You know, you give up 21. They give up tw- they only allowed 20, 26 points in the first half. They allowed 44 in the second. Like I understand. I understand that that the tech was playing at home with Robert, but like that just shouldn't happen, you know. Like, and I'm not I'm not one of these people that's gonna like think that this is like the end of the year. But I'll tell you what this is: is that I wrote on Monday about how you know what is what does peak Virginia look like? This is like this is the other this is the other side, you know. And uh, Ferber, we're gonna come back to you in a second, I promise. But like, <laughs> I got banged on this weekend, you know, after after Toby had that second really good game, people were like, oh, you know, everybody write him off. This is one of the reasons why. Because that flash in the pan that he had, that made you think maybe he should play more minutes, right? He only played nine, right? He plays nine minutes. He scores, what, four points. Uh, he just, like, I'm trying to figure out how, how to word this. He had two rebounds. He's seven foot tall. Like, a big guy in this for this team has to do more than that. He's he's a liability in so many ways. And I'm not saying that because I'm, I'm hating on him. I'm just saying that, like, if he's going to be in there and he's not going to score you points, if he's not going to be going down low, going over either shoulder, and he's not going to be feathery like he was at NC State that time, he's going to hurt you. And, like, what Tech was doing was smart. They were basically isolating it so they would get, the, get him on the hedge and then drive right at him. And he just and he would either foul you or he would or or it was just a no lay, and then Gill was so, I mean it must have been he got the early whistles and because I mean how many times did we see him stand there trying to get a charge and a guy just like walked right around him because he got the you know doing the hands to the side you know per, you know per, per, you know kind of bracing his body and like that's one of the things we have not seen from this team in past seasons you know whether it was Darion or Akil somebody was there to help cover the thing in the post. And even if one of the other guys was having a bad game, generally that part got taken care of. Uh, maybe maybe they weren't having as good an offensive game, but you know what? That you didn't have to worry about people just freely walking into the into the lane. And I thought not only did that give Tech a lot of confidence, but it also gave them lots of options. Um, you know, they and they and they attacked. I mean, they really did, and that's what they have to do. They're smaller. They're 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 not as talented. Um, you know, it's a, it's a classic recipe for for an upset. The problem for Virginia is going to be, what other teams are kind of built somewhat similar, and can they do the same thing? Ferber, thoughts? Oh, I'm still here. Um, <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I agree with everything you said. I, I mean, defensively, it seems like obviously a lot of the talk this season has been on the offense and how they've been more efficient. And that's true, um, but it does seem like there's been a lot more easy baskets in the lane than I can remember uh, in the in the non-conference schedule. Good teams, bad teams, whatever. It's like, man, how did that guy just walk to the basket for an easy layup? Uh, it just doesn't seem like that. You know, it, it hasn't been like that in the past. But I mean, yeah, there are some teams that are going to be able to do that. Um, that was one of the reasons that uh, when Seth Allen went to tech, I was kind of worried because he showed the ability to kind of slash and score at Maryland when they played him. And I was like, man, that guy has a knack for that. There's going to be other guys that have that same ability. Um, it's just going to be about whether UVA can make the adjustments and, and stop it. Uh, I, yeah. 
it, you know, it's tricky. I mean, obviously, there's like a pick your poison scenario for every team against any defense. You can score on any defense. Um, it's just you know you have to make your shots when when they're available. And Tech did a good job of you know they had an open look from three, they made it. So I mean, that's the difference in a lot of games. I think in the the last two years when they went to Blacksburg, Tech couldn't close. Like they just started missing shots or they had some bad possessions. You had some good defensive possessions and. We're able to close out the game, you know, with some you know flurries of runs scoring on offense. In this game, it was like they had the flurries of scoring, but they couldn't stop them, which is kind of odd for for what UVA is. Yeah, I mean, when I'm looking, I'm looking back at the okay. So Virginia's up up three. Lede hits another three pointer um, to to tie it up. Um, Perantes misses a three. Tech misses. Uh, Virginia calls timeout. Somehow or another, that becomes a media timeout. All right. Virginia gets Devin Hall and, and Evan Nolte in the game, takes out Isaiah and takes out Darius Thompson. Uh, Brogdon, it's a layup in the lane. They're up two. Uh, Tech misses. Virginia comes back. Brogdon scores again. They're up four. Uh, 10-23 to go. Uh, Tech misses a three-pointer, uh, and then Evan Nolte misses the three. Yeah. And that was four was their largest lead of the game. And then that, from, at that point, they uh, Tech came down, scores, scores to take the lead, um, and I, I mean they they still went back and forth a little bit, but but you're right that moment with Nolte missing that three um, was a big moment because that could have put him up seven if he hits it, um, and they had just they had just kind of weathered the the Tech had weathered the the Peranta storm, um, and then Virginia had kind of gotten some good looks in the paint. If they could have gotten that, that would have been th- that would have been a gap, right? Would have been three possessions with stops, um, and you know you can you can go. I mean, we can talk about the final play because I, I do want I I do think that um, you know I do think that there were there are obviously some missed calls in every game, um, and it's and it's hard when it's a two point game and and a guy gets fouled literally three times. Maybe maybe you can give one the benefit of the doubt because of the you know the guy's going straight up, but he definitely got bodied by the second dude and got hit in the face or hit in the head. Um, you, you you hate to see a game a two point game go like that, and I understand there are a lot of fans who are like whatever we didn't deserve to win, and I know I think Bennett said something similar, but the reality to me is that you know what though you did do enough. You know Dave mentioned a minute ago, or I I forget which one of you guys it was honestly about or maybe it was forever about not being able to close they were kind of doing the exact same thing last night and the problem of course for virginia is this you're going to you're going to have to go forward with what you got you're not darian darian atkins isn't walking through that door um they got to figure out some way whether it's playing reuter more because he, he does have better feet changing up some lineups or going ultra small you know um going with four guards Trying to make, trying to basically take what is a um, potential, um, you know, issue for you, uh, and turn it into a strength. That's what Tech did, you know. I mean, the, Tech's got that big seven foot kid. I don't think he played. Um, what's that dude's name? Uh, Satchel Pierce. Yeah, he's still there, right? He's is he? Yeah, is he, yeah. Is he there? He was available. Like, I don't know if I mean he might have been hurt or something, but I don't think but so. But I'm just saying, like Tech, Tech, you know, Tech's going able to come into this game. And only play eight guys, and they. St- I mean, they had they had four dudes play thirty minutes or more. Virginia's de- Virginia's not able to use its depth at all, and like that. I, don't, I mean, like that's the most disconcerting thing to me, honestly. Is this was probably probably Darius Thompson's worst game as a Cavalier. 
Um, yeah, he didn't do anything. I mean, he just didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, he was 0 for 3 from the field. He had a couple of assists. Or, it think, wasn't like he played really awfully, like made a bunch of bad turnovers. It was yeah. like he just disappeared. And so I think it's it comes down to this. I, I think ball control, uh, I guess ball security, even though Virginia's a team that doesn't turn it over, they are a team that will throw really ugly kinds of passes. You know, like sometimes they throw these little touch passes or, or even not even throwing it. You're touching the ball to somebody um, that I wonder why that I, I, I've, I've long wondered why that is. Um, you know, they're just not decisive with the ball, especially in games like this where they're timid and it's and the other team is bringing it to them. They were like that for the first half of the of the West Virginia game. And that's why they committed so many turnovers. I mean, obviously, West Virginia's pressure had a big thing to deal with it. But I'm just saying. There are, they, the, the things that you saw last night from Virginia were fixable except for one thing, and that is the fact that they do not have a post guy who can cover space. You know, Gill can do it to some extent, and I don't know if it's a miscommunication thing happening where he's expecting there's going to be help and it's not there, but there are too many times where teams are getting too many open looks simply because they're just putting Virginia in a bad spot and Virginia's not able to cover it. Um, yeah. That's yeah. just the long and short of it. Yeah, I mean – I don't know. We're talking like this team has lost four games in a row, so I don't want to overstate yeah, but, but, <laughs> one but night. I think we are. Ta- but hold on, I think we are. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to be awful. I'm saying that what they, you, they're the number four team in the country, and you're when your aspiration is a national championship, and you lose to a team this bad. I mean, listen, West Virginia came into that gym and ran them out, right? Ran them out. Virginia just beat that same West Virginia team, and then for them to come in here and just – I understand transitive properties and everything, but all I'm saying is, is, like, I get what you're saying, but it doesn't change anything. Like, no, it doesn't. It I, mean, doesn't I guess what I was trying to get to is – I think – I agree the defense was you know not good last night. We've seen glimpses of that. Um, I mean, I think if you're if you're looking for the silver lining, is as, as bad as the defense was, and despite the fact we gave up 26 points off turnovers, they only scored 70. I mean – so, you know, it's not like the defense is horrible. And, and I would – I guarantee you they won't run an offensive set in practice except to work on defense for the next couple of days. Um, yeah, I personally feel a little more comfortable with us having to work on, work on defense except that, you know, because that's what Tony's known for, in case you didn't know. Um, but figuring out how to deal with not having that, that shot blocker is – it's something that's going to, you know, make it harder to win, you know, to maybe be as dominant in the regular season as we have been. Um, yeah, I think I texted you last night. If we hadn't – Nichols can block shots. I mean, having him on this team this year would be a huge, a huge benefit. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what the answer is either because you know, it was a time last night um, where I was like, just bring in Salt and let him bang up Lede and wear him out a little bit and use up some files. I mean, um, you know, I feel like we've got pieces we, and it's just Tony trusting him and trying him out and – you know, I think I thought Reuter was pretty effective at first, and then he wasn't. Um, but it was it was a very odd game from the officiating standpoint because I felt I will never tweet this, but I mean, I felt the first few possessions we mugged them and got away with it. So I was like, all right, they're gonna let us play tonight. Yeah, it did um, kind of feel like there was a switch that got flipped somewhere. In there. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom! And you know, not to keep harping on the last play, but you know, the it was the file out. Yeah, I think the foul that upset Tony was when London turned the corner. Was it Wilson that grabbed yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. He was. He thought he was trying. To, he was trying to foul him intentionally. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one that bugged me. I knew he probably wouldn't get that. Wasn't going to get that call at the rim. Um, at home, he probably gets that call, but 
not on the road. Were you guys so, surprised that he went to the rim? Because I was. Yeah, I thought he well, had three. I, I, this, I, was shooting it. I think I think when he got ready to he 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 was going to take the three if they gave it to him. But I think because Wilson was on him, I think he thought he had a lane, and he did. What he should have yeah, done was fouled. pulled up. What he should have done, well, yeah, but what he probably should have done was pulled up uh, and gone off the window. But then again, you know what? He's made a living this season, and he's and look, he's had pretty good, you know, a pretty good feel for for the drive or or shoot thing lately. You know, he made a good. I think he made a good decision. Um, he put the he put he put himself in a position to go to the line, um, or maybe even get an and one. Um, he just, you know, I, I think he got fouled. Um, I, I'll tell you this: one of the reasons why I do think this is a big deal is because that in terms, you know, we're talking about Virginia's defense and, and the issues that they're having. And I'm not saying that it's the end of the season is here or anything like that. But I will say this, that if you if you look at it, Carolina's first in the nation in, in offensive efficiency, okay? Duke's third. Notre Dame is fourth, all right? Virginia obviously still still hanging in there at fifth, but they don't have to play themselves. There are five ACC teams, not including Virginia, in the top 20 in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency. The ACC is an offenses league right now. It's an offensive league. And there's a lot of ACC games left to play. Now, granted, you know what? Virginia Tech's not up there, but they already lost them once. Who, who, you, if you look at the schedule and look at who they play, you know what? There's a lot of those guys, a lot of those teams peppering the, the, the top teams in the country in, the, in terms of offense. Where is Villanova in there? Villanova is currently sixth, and that, so we've think, beaten we've beaten six and four already. Yeah, I think, and that's the thing that that's the thing the thing that should be frustrating is that. Yeah. But again, it's about matchups. Who is Villanova? Well, Villanova has a big guy that they try to go to a little bit. He's not going to try to get out to the three point line. It's a whole lot easier to cover for Virginia to cover that guy because he stays in one place. Even if he's even if he's screen and rolling, even if he's gonna he's going to the basket. Do you see what I'm saying? He's not spotting up. They're going to be teams that are going to have guys who spot up at a variety of positions. Um, if you look at it from the standpoint of, you know what, Tech has multiple basically what amounts to like point guard type dudes. Like, and it's funny, Chris Clark's over there on the on the bench with a broken foot, and I almost feel like if they had minutes to give him, Virginia would have almost matched up better with them if he was on the floor, because then you can put Thompson on him, and it's a much easier cover for him. Does that make sense? Like. It makes sense in my head, at least. But um, I, I'm not saying that like it's it's like addition by subtraction. But I just think the matchup changes a little bit when when Tech can't do what it did last night simply because it's got the horses to play, uh, and and you're not going to sit a kid like that out if he's available. Um, I just thought that you know when when you're in a position where Devin Wilson is not starting for you, um, he's able to come off the bench. I mean, he's a guy with a lot of experience. I mean, I understand he didn't you know fill up the stat sheet, but you know what he. He didn't commit a single turnover. You know, Justin Robinson comes in. He doesn't commit a single turnover. He played 24 minutes. Now, granted, again, he didn't fill up a statue, but he had six assists. You know, Tech had 17 total assists on, on, on what? On 24 made baskets? Like, that's, that's not normal for Virginia to give up. And so the reason I'm saying this is, it, this is a significant thing to keep in mind is because ACC play is going to feature a lot of good offenses, and Virginia has to be better. There's just no way, you know, no way around it. Um, and I don't, I, you know, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that I've done a lot of talking. Um, you guys clearly weren't as uh, as fired up about this as I am. Um, look, very likely they come out and drill Georgia Tech, you know, and they come back home and they play a good Miami team and get a win, and everything is right. Winning cures all. I get it. 
And, I, and I'm not saying that, like I said, I'm not saying the sky is falling. I'm saying, like, these are some things that could be serious things down the road. And when you have national title aspirations, there are too many of these things. You know, you can do this and this, but you can't do this and this and this and this and this. You know, you have to be better than that. I mean, Virginia didn't have a fast break point last night. They, you know, they've, it, it, they were very out of character in a variety of ways. And you don't – I know some, some people are just pointing to, well, it was the late game. You know what? So what? you got to play the game. Some, you mean, Tech seemed to be fine with it. You know, it wasn't like you – it wasn't like they asked him to walk from Charlottesville. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand they're out of their rhythm and all, but, like, you got to do it. Somebody, you know, somebody's, well, well, why are they playing this game at 9 o'clock on a Monday? You know what? Somebody's got to play the game. Like, that's one of those things that frustrates me. Like, don't use venue and time of the game and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what? If you're good, you're good no matter where you play, no matter when you play. Um, and Virginia just didn't have it last night. Simple as that. And they got to figure out how to get it back. Preach it how you feel it. So, should, yeah, should I just mic drop there and... <laughs> I mean, we've done 30 minutes of me basically ranting and raving about the game. I mean, we've enjoyed listening to you. It was quite, it was quite, quite a podcast. No, I'm just saying. I, no, I, I, mean, and I, think, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, here's here's my issue with not getting too upset about it. Is if they call that foul and London goes to the free line and hits a couple free throws, or we, you know, win by one point, are we that upset about it, or is it? Oh, we survived a horrible effort. It was a horrible effort. We didn't survive it. The question is, what we do Saturday? Well. Um, yeah, right. Cool. I mean, come out and stink it up. Last year they won a tech and nobody talked about it really after that. Yeah. And they yeah. could have easily lost that game to a much, the, I think, a worse. What's tech. interesting though is a lot of the issues that you saw in that tech game came back to bite them later, especially once Anderson got hurt. You know, stagnant offense, not able to play against smaller teams, not able to make shots. I'm just so happy Virginia basketball is at a point where we can talk about how things bit us when we lost like four games in a season. Yeah, I, 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 can you I, don't you true. wish you could go back to talking talk to yourself five years ago and be like, don't worry, it'll be much better. True, but I'm just saying, like, you know what though? They've been doing, they've been living oh, off yeah, that yeah, for yeah. the last what twelve months, sixteen yeah. months. Like at some level, you want to take that next step forward. You got Malcolm Brogdon and Anthony Gill in their senior year. Leonard Perantis has, has really obviously stepped up and become the third the third guy um you got really talented depth you're not going to be here again for a while like that that 16 class is going to need a little time to get to here but yeah. you know next year we can talk about like okay well, they're going to have Nichols and he's going to be able to you know walk right in and maybe we don't know what they're going to get from Mamadi but you'll still have Perantis you'll still have Thompson you'll still have Hall and Shayok you know you'll add obviously the young kids dude that this team is is experienced. This team is 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 versatile. This team is deep. Like this is the this is the year. Um, whether Anderson went pro or not, like they got to be better than that. And I think several. I think one of my I guess one of my frustrations is that several times this season they've been in this position. They've ultimately won the game, but they've started slow. They haven't had energy. They got to figure that out. You can't be out energyed. Um, yeah, I mean that's my biggest thing. I mean. The game is different this year. It just is. I mean, I think the scoring's up 10 points a game. It reminds me, was it Ferber, your, what was your theory on beating Virginia? Just come down and jack up the first decent shot you get. Yeah, don't don't dribble around. It's like people try to like work the shot clock. It doesn't get any better. Yeah. It's like you end up, you know, what what basketball teams do, especially in college because you have a longer shot clock, is you tr- you probe and then you reset and then you probe and then you reset and that's why you always get the loud ovations at JPJ with like eight seconds left on the shot clock because they're resetting and they're way up top. So then it's like, oh crap, 
He's either going to have to jack up a 30-footer or they're going to have to make something happen here on a drive or something. You know, somebody's going to have to get open or something. I think you're much better off just running down and shooting and running down and shooting. Like, you, you, mathematically, you just have a better chance that way. Even if, the, I mean, the percentage shots you're getting at the end of the shot clock are just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, I mean, I think the 30-second shot clock is kind of making making it easier for teams to to do that against us. And um, I mean, that, all, that theory falls apart if you do, if you can't stop UVA on the other end of the court. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. at the same time, like that. I mean, I think if you're a bad team, if you're, I mean, if you're North Carolina, then just do what you do. But like, if you're Virginia Tech, just run down and shoot. Like, what are you what are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah, what was the other? Um, I mean, we still continue to lead the the country and ridiculous shots made against us. Um, I mean, we had, we had a couple last night, so we just need to build into like six points a game. We're going to allow after playing good defense. But I think part of that though, is that the teams like at the end of the shot clock, I bet some of those go in and they force teams to the end of the shot clock. So, so much often, yeah. that it's like, they just had, they have more of those prayers. Like they, some of them go in, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's a, you know, I, I mean, I think I've, I've said just about all I think I need to say on this. Specific, specific time. I'm disappointed we had to spend over 40 minutes talking, almost 40 minutes talking about tech basketball. Well, and, and that's the thing is that I understand that there's an element of this that um, it, it comes down to who the team is. I I also think that if this was Clemson, I'd, I would have felt the exact same way. A yeah, team that is too. not that talented, you know what? I don't care where you're playing. I don't care what time of day it is. Like, I, I mean, Tony, I think, was, was pretty blunt. Like, they look, they outplayed you in every step of the way. Um, I, I do think it's a wake up call. I think the, the experience level of this team is such that you know it's it is it is uh, very likely that they're going to come out and, and respond. But you know what, the, the response is the thing that 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 I think the folks who are are most upset about this that that's the thing they want the most. You know, yeah. because there have been too many. Honestly, let's be honest. Like they played some really good teams uh, this so far this season. Virginia has, but too many of these games have been too close. You know they yeah. they're more talented than that. They should be at least. Yeah, and for you know for a team whose whose ultimate expectation is to to make a serious run in a national championship, the efforts we've seen are the kind of efforts that get you sent home in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, letting a letting a team with less less talent hang around till halftime and get some momentum. Um, that's the kind of thing that ends up with Duke going home in the first round. That's that's what happened to them in the past. It can happen to us. So you've got to fix it now. I think that is actually a very good place uh, to leave it. Want to thank everybody out there uh, for giving us a listen. Want to thank uh, you guys for for being on the show as always. Um, not sure what what we'll see from the Cavaliers this weekend. I'll be in Atlanta um, to to check it out myself, and then we'll uh, we'll reconvene next week and and see what's what. So for David Spence, for Justin Ferber, I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon. <laughs>